everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chips and Tips. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd Nesloni. And I am Ross Braun. It's good to be back with everybody today. Man, it has been a hot minute again. I think I said this last episode since we've done an episode. Our lives are just so <laughs> crazy trying to get them to line up to record these things. It, it is. And uh, good crazy, though. I mean, yeah. we're, we're busy guys. Busy is a good thing. And um, I think our, our families are keeping us busy right now as and well. And spring break was thrown in there and sicknesses were thrown in. Yeah, <laughs> we're recovering from another. that. So it's been one thing after another, but I think that uh, resonates with a lot of people right now. Uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Who else out there? Young kids listening in that can just say, "My life is is spinning a little bit," and yeah. so, uh, but it's important to slow down and take intentional time, like we are now. I know we both have several other things that we could be doing right now, but uh, we and that we will some, be doing as soon as we get done with this recording. As soon as we get um, done. But okay, so today we are going to be talking about like hiring, recruiting, retaining employees, because um, uh, that's something that we both have some experience in. But of course, before we get to that, you know, we always got to talk about the current chip or dip favorite of ours. So I know you've got something special to share. I got something special here. Well, I've got my just classic cantina style tortilla chips, as always, my go-tos. Um, but we've got a special edition today in our, our salsa world. So this is from my aunt, Cindy, bless her heart. She wants a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> uh, shout out to aunt Cindy and all she does uh, for our family. But uh, she picked up this pineapple salsa at the pepper palace in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Um, if you haven't been to Gatlinburg, great place to take the family on a spring break, fall break trip, or just a weekend getaway. But I just popped it open. I'm going to try it. I'm a little hesitant. Wait, you haven't even tried this yet? I have not tried it yet. So this. So is... you're going to totally break her heart if you hate it. And you're I know. going to be okay. having it now it's on okay. recording. She's my aunt. She loves me no matter what. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to have to know. But as you give the review, it's pineapple. So I'm going to know what's the sweetness ratio to spices, spicy ratio. Okay. The um, – mm, okay. So the initial – taste is all sweet a little bit overwhelming to be honest with you <laughs> but as it settles um you get the spice and I, I do like that but um i feel like we're verdict, on a great indiana cooking show or something like that the verdict is still out on this one aunt cindy um <laughs> uh, i'm not big on fruit in my salsa i'll say that but um we'll we'll give it some time we'll give it a few more chips and and see, but hey, you know what? I'm not either. But in saying that, I have been to a Latin fusion restaurant before that had the most amazing mango salsa. Um, that stuff is so good. So I think it's all about if they make it correctly or if they make it with just enough kick. Like it can't be like I'm eating a jelly. I need it to be have the salsa thing. So love that. Well, hopefully your aunt will still yeah. all, not disown you from the family. Nah, no, she, she won't. Love it. I love. I'm sure your kids will love it. Maybe you can give it to them. Exactly. They'll eat it up for sure. And I might, we'll see. Give me some time. I might, you might grow on me. Okay. So let's <laughs> dive into the real topic of today's conversation, recruiting, hiring, and retaining employees. So this is something that's really close to my heart because I love the interview process. Um, like even as somebody who would go into interviews, yes, it provided a lot of anxiety in my life of, oh my gosh, what if I don't get the job? What if I don't know the answer? But as someone who leads the interview, I love being in control of that moment to kind of, A, 
eliminate some of that stress and bring out the most honest version of that person. Um, but B, I like to ask a lot of crazy questions too, <laughs> to kind of throw them off just a little bit, like not where they're like, oh my God, there's a wrong answer here, but questions that really just stop and make them get out of their training. Cause I think some people overtrain <laughs> for um, different types of interviews. So why, why, why do you love the interview process? Gosh, I love that. All the same reasons that you do. Um, I think to me, it's so important just to, to break down, you know, the walls that, that cause people not to be themselves because I, when I hire, I want to know who I'm getting, you know, as a person, their morals, their values, um, just who they are to the core. And, and so many interviews, you know, scenarios, settings, you don't get to see who, who the real person is. Yeah, and yeah. so I love that process. We can, I can talk more a little bit um, about how I do that. Um, but I love the interview process because um, in that moment, you are everything that that person wants and needs or feels like they want and need, want and need, you know, this is their life that they're walking in the doorway of your office or conference room and they're putting everything into it because they feel like they want to be in your school at this time in their life. And gosh, that is such just like an amazing feeling to know that, Hey, this person wants to be here and they want to be a part of what we're doing. And so that's the part that I love about the interview process is. No, I, um, I do have to interrupt and say yeah. that is such an idealistic view of the interview process. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Whereas it with me, I have such a different perspective because I'm like, I don't know that you really want to be here. Like, I think you just want a job. I need to make sure you want to be here to be a part of the team. Yeah, <laughs> so I uh, love that you're so positive. I like, am. I, I, I think I want to be part of the team. And I'm like, no, I've interviewed some people that it was very clear. They were just showing up for a paycheck. Don't expect <laughs> anything else out of me. You ain't going to be my friend. We're not even going to hardly be coworkers. Um, but okay, so let's start with the process. So the first is recruiting. Um, you know, when we talk about recruiting, it was so funny when I became a principal, one of the things I wanted to do was use my social media to recruit people to come work with me, um, whether that was Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, like whatever it was, I really wanted to do that. And for the district that I was working for, that was very different for them okay. because they were used to just posting on the website. And like, if people come to our website, they'll see what we have. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we're a small rural town. Like, what if nobody even knows who we are? How do they know what we're about or if you even look at our website? Um, and they said, oh, well, we'll, we'll do a job fair. We, we go to the local universities. And I kept saying, yeah, but we're still just limited to that area. Like social media allows us to get people from all over the world to potentially come and work with you. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed in the, in the years that I worked there to be able to recruit from all over the United States um, and have people go and move to come work at a school where they believed in the mission or the vision. And so for me, recruitment means just using any avenue necessary to attract people who believe in your message, which goes back to, I can't recruit people to believe in my message if I'm not sharing what our message is. And it can't just be part of the interview because that's such a manipulable moment there. What about you? How do you use some recruiting? I, I love that aspect. And I think, you know, when you do that, you're bringing in people from all over the world that may look, speak, you know, and, and act differently than what you have right here. And sometimes we're both from rural areas, you know, we can hire people from, from right here in this area, but it may not be the diversity that our kids need and our kids need to see. And so when we hire from outside, sometimes they get a fresh 
face and they get to see um, people that are a little different than them. And I love that spot. For me, the recruiting starts from day one in the school year. Um, and it goes back to sharing that message, but it, it's who we are as a school. It's what we believe in. It's our um, proven track record, whether it's our high academic you know, scores, whether it's the relationships that we have in our community, whether it's that this entire um, area of, of the state that we are in knows that we are the school to come to, you know, to bring your child to. Um, that is recruiting for me. Yeah. Okay. Them, and so I, when, when candidates, we have a teaching position open, I want candidates to say, that's the school I want to, to go and work at. Yep. And so, and I've, I've heard that from candidates before they've come in for interviews and say, I can't believe you have an opening this year. Teacher, teachers <laughs> don't leave Monroe central. You don't have openings. And that's, that's the type of reputation we want. That's recruiting. I think. I love it. I think those are so many great things to think about. So obviously, okay. Recruiting is one thing, but the interview process is something Totally different. And so when you do the interviews, are there some things that you like to do as part of the interview? Some questions you like to ask? Like, how, how do you do it before I jump in and share mine? That's good. Um, I would say I, I am very traditional, I guess, I, in some questions. Um, but like I said before, I want to make the interview process for the person interviewing um, as stress-free as possible. And I want them to get to know us as a school. Um, I always have my assistant principal, uh, Ms. Bly, set in on the interviews with, with me because I think the person in that interview chair needs to know who we are as a team because yeah. we, you know, represent and model uh, what our building is. And so, and then at the same time, I want to ask, you know, just some informal questions to get to know who they are as a person um, to the core. I want to get to know who they are as a teacher. Um, and then in the question process, um, I like to ask questions that will show that, that candidate who we are as a school. So, um, I, you know, I always start out with questions about relationships with students because that's our core value. We want to build relationships with our students. So when I start out with that question, tell me how you build rapport and relationships with your students. They know that's gotta be important to us. And if they don't do well with that question, then it's probably going to be a short interview, <laughs> let's be honest, because um, well, we want to have strong leaders and strong relationships in our building. And so um, the questions, um, I don't throw any too crazy, too crazy of questions out um, to candidates, but I want to get them I want to get to know them and I want them to get to know who we are as a school and um, get to know who we are as leaders and as people as well. Yeah, I love it. So for me, there's a couple of things that I do um, that may be a little different than that, but that I really love. So the first thing is I mentioned earlier, I love weird questions. Like I love questions that are going to throw them off, but let me get to know the person a little bit more. And so what I mean by that is I'll ask questions like, you know, like what's the biggest adventure you've ever been on? And they'll say, 
uh, like at work. And I'll be like, I don't know, however you want to define it. Tell me the biggest adventure you've ever been on in your life. Because I want to see, A, what do they define as an adventure? But then I want to get to know them. Like, what is something cool that's happened in your life? And so some people may describe a lesson they taught. But other people actually talk about a trip they took or an experience they had or something like that. Um, And then another question that I love is, if you were going to write a book about your life today, what would the title be? And why would you choose that as your title? Oh, that's good. That question always gets them to go, uh... (laughs) Can I have a minute? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Because they, they, they don't come with an answer ready for that yeah. one. And that's what I want. Like, I don't want practiced answers. Yeah, I'm going to ask some of the more general type questions that you expect in an interview. But I'm hiring a person. I'm not hiring a robot. And so I really want to take the time to really identify, like, who are you? What do you believe? What do you think about yourself? What do you think about the world around you? Because you can ask somebody all day long, like, tell me how you deal with adversity or tell me how you deal with a difficult uh, coworker. Mm-hmm. And the reality is they're just telling you what they practiced. Um, exactly. You know, we've all practiced things like that. And so when I can see how they've actually done things in their life, it gives me a little bit more perspective of who they are. Um, and then as far as who's in the room, I love doing interviews so much that it's always been me and my admin team, like my assistant Mm -hmm. principal or my counselor or somebody. But my last couple of years as an administrator, one of the things I started doing was I started finding people on campus who either I had not asked them to be a part of something leadership wise or I hadn't utilized a skill set of theirs, people that I respected their opinion and they had the same kind of ideals that I was looking for in future employees And I asked them to be on an interview committee and we would meet before we interviewed people after school. And I would say, okay, let's come up with five to 10 questions that we're going to ask. You tell me who's asking what I said, I'm just doing the intro. And then I'm just going to take notes. Like I'm not speaking during the interview. Like I want you guys to talk. I want y'all to interview them. I want you to then provide me your feedback afterwards, because then after each interview, I'm able to do two things. Number one, I'm able to talk to the team about, hey, next time I really need you to ask it this way. Next time, don't let that hang in the air. Like jump on that and ask them more about that and use it as a coaching experience for them, but also use it as an empowering experience to let them know that, whoa, you liked my candidate? And I'm like, yeah, let's invite them back for the next step. Um, Because that's what we always did. After we liked a candidate, we were able to invite them to come teach a lesson in the grade level and content area of their choice. Now, That was pre-COVID, now being post-COVID in a world of craziness. Mm -hmm. um, It's sometimes a little bit harder to find applicants. And so I don't know that we would ask them to teach now because applicants get snapped up so quickly now that I wouldn't want to miss somebody. Um, But I would still love that to be a part of the process at some point. Um, But yeah, those were some of my favorite things. We're just asking random questions and then inviting some different perspectives on. Um, And I let the team know right away, like, guys, I make the final call. So (laughs) I'm inviting you in here and I'm going to listen to your feedback. And if most of you don't like them, but I see something in them and I see something I want to I want to take a risk on, I may still go with them. Um, But 99 percent of the time, I mean, I, I can only think of one person that was the case on. The other, every time, I mean, my people's ideals align completely with mine. So we knew what we were looking for. Yep. We knew where our weaknesses were because we're always about hiring where we're weak. 
Um, so that way that's how you make the team better is you hire people better than you. And so we were all of that mindset. So that was I like easy. that. That's, that's so you Todd. I mean, it's just, you're great about building leaders and building other people up. And that's one of the reasons why we're, we're great friends. Um, but it's, I'll pay I'll you like, afterwards for saying the kind yeah, things. You but, um, <laughs> email Todd for bookings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's great. That's something I've wrestled around with is, you know, putting, um, committees together like that, but I love your approach to it. It's not just like automatically one person from here or here. Um, it's people that you see as leaders and that are looking for the, the type of things that we want in our building. I think that's so important. Uh, I recently um, did a mock interview for a college student and she asked me a few questions at the end of it. And one of the questions was, you know, what are you looking for in candidates? And I like that question because I'm looking for a certain type of teacher, you know, um, I want somebody that's positive. I want somebody that's going to do what's right for kids, value those relationships. And I told her, I said, we can work on teaching instruction. If your instruction's not quite there, your classroom management's not quite there. That's why you got me. That's why we've got other people in our corporation that can, can build that up and work on that. But if those core values are not there, or who you are as a person, then it's going to be tough to, to change that. And so, you know, and I love that you said that because that's what I've always told people too, is I can teach somebody how to do the job. I can't teach them how to love people or <laughs> to love kids. And so if, be kind, right? Yeah, exactly. So if I can tell right away, like you're not a team player, you don't truly care about others. Like you don't have that compassionate, empathetic spirit. It's not going to work on our campus. Cause I can't teach you how to be like that, but I can teach you how to teach. I can do that all day long or teach you how to exactly. do whatever other job I need you to do here on the campus. So I love that you, yeah. you mentioned that as well. So, okay. So we talked about the recruiting, the hiring process. So what about retaining? How do you keep people working for you? <laughs> Good question. Um, and we, as you know, in education, the money uh, is not always there. It's so not always there. If, and if you work in a field where the pay is not great, you have to have some little extra reasons to want to be there. And even when the pay is great, if you hate the job that you have, you're not going to last very long, regardless of the pay. Exactly. Where we're at, too, I don't know other parts of the world and country and stuff, but in Indiana right now, um, schools are a little bit different on pay scales. And so um, people can jump ship and actually make quite a bit more money at different districts right now. So, um, and I don't blame them for trying to want to make more money for their family. Um, so people have to be happy where they're at and they've got to believe in the, in the mission and want to be where they're at because just the good old days of, Hey, this is a good place to work is, is not there anymore because mm -hmm. you have options, I guess, um, which weren't always there before. So for me, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse, but it's, it's the relationship piece. And you know that, and I think, you know, um, just how important that is that we value the humans in our building. Yep. We're talking a lot about teachers, but this, for me, this is our paraprofessionals. This is our custodians, our, our lunch ladies, our secretaries out front. We value them as the humans that they are. And we support them as the humans as they are. And that can be exhausting mm -hmm. um, as a leader in the building. And, you know, I talked about that before, but I want to, at the end of the day, I want our staff to know that I am there for them to support them in every aspect of their life. And we're going to value who they are. We're going to value the lives that they have in this school building, but we're also going to value the lives that, that they have outside of the school building and we're going to support them there. And so, 
to me, that's that's going to retain a lot of people. Majority of the people that are in your building, they are looking for that and they are longing for that. And that's that's an education setting. That's in a um, you know business setting, wherever you might be. If you don't feel valued to where you're working at, then I'm going to go to the next place that that will value who I am and what I bring to the table. So that's number one for me, you know, and, and so just the relationships, the support, I do my weekly check-ins on people, but I also am popping in their classrooms and checking in on them, talking to them about how life's going. And uh, I like to bring goodies in on Fridays too, <laughs> you know, whether it's popcorn yeah. or donuts and coffee or whatever it may be is uh, there's nothing that a little bit of uh, sugar and, and sweets can't, uh, get everybody through the weekend. And so just making sure people feel valued and, and respected yeah. is yeah. big too. And right now I think education, public education is feeling a little disrespected mm-hmm. um, yeah. by various parts of the, the, the country and, and aspects. And so knowing that, that we respect them as teachers and we've got their back is going to be really important. Yeah. You know, I think so much of what you said there is is so true. And it doesn't even matter what kind of career you're in. You stay longer when you feel valued, when you feel appreciated, when you feel like you're making a difference. Um, and so I, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And a lot of it is, is my same ideals as well. Um, and one thing that I always tried to do, too, is I always tried to tell uh, prospective employees, like, I, my goal is to provide an experience here that you can't get anywhere else. You know, we work in education, so you could go work at a school down the street. But I want you when you work here to know that not only are you going to be getting somebody who cares about you, but you're going to be getting somebody who pushes you, who sends you to PD, who works on growing you, who gives you leadership opportunities, who shares about your brilliance on social media, who like brings in all these opportunities from other people coming into the school to get to know you and see the great things you're doing. Like I try to make them see like my job is to make you feel like a friggin' rock star and to make you also a little uncomfortable and grow. Yeah. And that will not always be the case no matter where you go. And so I, t- I tried to convince people like that's why you want to be somewhere different. That's why you want to be somewhere like us because we are different than what you're going to find other places. And it's really hard to convince somebody who is in their first year of that career that that is a true thing because they want to think, no, everybody that has this kind of position, they all do the same things. I'm just going to go yeah. where the pay is. While more seasoned veterans, it's much easier for me to convince them when they've been in that career for years to say, tell me what you haven't got and I'll tell you how we're going to fit that need here. Mm-hmm. And how This is where you're meant to be. And so I love using that to kind of uh, retain people too, of, of having that environment where they do feel challenged, but in a way that encourages them. And they do feel like they are celebrated for who they are, what they bring to the table, because that's why you stay. Like I said earlier, when, when you feel valued, you stay where you are. So Yeah, that's great. I'll never forget a, a conversation I had with a veteran teacher. Um, it was probably about a year ago. And she said, you know, I had a lot of bosses in my 20 plus years in, in teaching, but I've never worked for somebody like you and gave me cold chills. I'll never forget that conversation. Um, you know, I say it with my, our students all the time. I want to make everybody feel like a somebody. Yeah. And, um, that, that's it. If you feel like a somebody and you get to come to work and I have to come to work and you're going to stick around for a while. Well, so yeah. it's good. I like it. Um, okay, so, you know, you know, in this episode, Ross, we got, we got pineapple salsa, which wasn't <laughs> a huge hit, 
We've got some ways that we can re you can recruit people to come and work mm -hmm. where you are, some ways that you can interview them, ask them questions, and some ways that you can hopefully retain your people once you get them on board. So yeah. hopefully we gave our listeners a little a little I got I got one more thing. Ideas. I got one more thing on to talk because it is hiring season. And we've got a lot of I think we got a lot of teachers that listen to us here. Um, we've got a lot of aspiring administrators. We've got a lot of administrators that are looking maybe for the next step in the central office or into a bigger district or whatever it may be. Um, and what, what advice I've got a couple things. What advice do you have for these people that are listening, that are getting ready to go into an interview or applying for, you know, different places right now? What are one or two things that you can say to them in these situations? Um, so for me, I would say, and this is so cliche to say, but it's so what so many people don't do. And that is be who you are. <laughs> um, but at the, and when I say that, I mean, own your brilliance. I think sometimes we view that as ego or bragging, but good Lord, I want to hire somebody where I know all the great things they've done. So get in there and talk about how awesome you are. Talk about what you bring to the table, not in a way that sets you above your peers, but a way that sets you in a lane of who you are. And so for me, when I have those conversations, it's, I want them to get to know me. Like this is what I bring to the table that I feel is super unique to me, not in a way that puts anybody else down or makes anybody feel less than, but that puts the spotlight on this is why I am your top candidate. This is why mm -hmm. I am the best person for the job. Um, and I think when you can own that and 99% and of the time we're faking that confidence anyways. So just yeah. fake confidence and then make those things come true when you get the job. I, I love that. And you, you stole half of mine, um, <laughs> but mine would be, and I actually just had a conversation on um, Instagram with an inspiring administrator last week, of, you know, how, what can I do as I'm going into this? And I said, be, be yourself and be yourself. And at the end of the day, if they don't like who that is, then that's not the right spot for you. And that may be hard because you may have said, I want to be a principal so bad that I'll do anything for this job. But if they don't like who you are, then, then a better right fit will come along. And then the second thing that we all can do better at is believe in ourselves yeah. and believe in, like you said, own your brilliance and know that you're setting that interview chair for a reason yep. um, and that you do have what it takes to get the job done and to get hired. So um, be yourself and believe in yourself. And at the end of the day, if you've done those two things and you get the job, congratulations. If you don't, then get ready for the next one. I love it. Well, guys, thank y'all so much for listening. Everybody that's joining in with us, share us, tag us on social media, share us your favorite interview question or a tip that you have. Like we are always looking to grow and be better ourselves. So we will gladly take those. Um, but we hope to see some of y'all in person and we hope that you join us again for our next episode. Ross, got anything else to add? Hey, good luck, everybody reaching out, chase your dreams and, and uh, do what's right for kids. There we go.